To the West Coast, No Coast, East Coast podcast, where I, your host, Adam Schaefer, will be breaking down all the happenings in the land's best fantasy basketball league, all the while attempting to reveal none of my actual strategy. We live in a time, which is maybe like any other time, where it is incredibly popular to talk about institutional decay, rot, decline. That's the thesis. Bullet point, bullet point, bullet point, bullet point, bullet point conclusion, I'm right. Look at how terrible things are. And all those bullet points are correct. The thesis might be correct. But it doesn't have to go to zero. Yep, your thesis is correct, we're trending down trending towards zero, if we continue at this rate. But we don't have to continue at that rate. Things change from bad to good, good to bad all the time. Why not here? Well, the why not, someone would say, is look at all of these forces. They can't be changed. You're out of your mind. Look at all those bullet points I just gave you. And it does indeed seem quite convincing. See, because... Underneath all of those bullet points is often a breakdown in norms. As we've discussed in this podcast previously, you would much rather have norms than laws. Like, if you're up at the law place, the community has failed. The norms have failed. We need an outside body to handle our disagreements because we can't do it ourselves. Now, I'm not saying that there shouldn't be courts, but the more stuff that gets funneled into that, I think the worse we have done in maintaining sensible norms that everyone can agree upon. And it's that breakdown. Because however litigious you get, however much you write that employee handbook, we've got 752 pages, it can't cover everything. And so the problem becomes one party violates the norms. We didn't really have a law for it. You found a loophole. You were wrong. You were in those bullet points that that journalist podcaster found. Bad behavior. Outsiders certainly view it as such. And so now you have a choice whether you're going to behave in a community-supporting way or you're going to choose the selfish route, the maximally beneficial for my side in the short-term route. When the norms are good, the community is strong, you would feel guilty for making such a choice unless you were psychologically unwell. When the breakdown has occurred, you feel justified in doing this because those bullet points are real. The other side did do something 
that allows you to rationalize the thing you want to do. Doesn't feel like you're cheating. Doesn't feel like you should be guilty about this. It feels like if you followed the norms, you would be a sucker because those people over there didn't. And so you have a status quo where honor seems dumb, seems like you're going to let them win, and that you should never do anything that would support them, even if it might benefit you in the long term. You don't want to do it now because short term, it lets them get something, and they did all those bad things, which are real bad things. This state, there's only one way out of it. The norms must be reset and they can only be reset by someone being extremely honorable at a time when it would be most acceptable to be dishonorable. Because at that time, it doesn't even feel like being dishonorable. It feels like you should be selfish. You should be myopic for your own self. But no, an individual, a group, a party says, we have to think a little bit more long-term. We have to open ourselves up to looking foolish by doing this honorable thing in hopes that other people, they're still good within them, they will see this and they will follow. Someone has to take that loss feels like a loss. God, doing anything right now that isn't for me feels like a loss. And you do it anyway. You do the honorable thing. This challenge was in front of Jason Erdang. Staring at that last place finish despite what he believes is a fantastic roster. The norms for last place have broken down. You don't have to feel guilty about not following them anymore. First year, you get a letter from me. And then just over time, we just kind of accept our fate. We're not in a position of leverage. A lot of people don't like playing fantasy basketball. We've dropped from 12 to 10. We're running out of bodies. A lot of people want to keep the league alive. Everyone also wants this punishment to be there, even though it's not really enforced that much unless you go so far past, years past. That became the new norm. You finished last place. You were supposed to do the punishment before the start of the next season. But really, you have like three seasons. And if you're especially cogent in an email, you charm us, we'll give you four. We had Matt Mason who paid. We love him for that was after the year, maybe it was two years. Maybe it was just one, but it wasn't within that window. That was the closest we got. And again, he will be in the, the Hall of Fame forever for that. And yes, we do have one Ben Myrtle who has already paid $300 of the thousand, expecting a bonus sometime here in the first half of the year planning on paying the rest. We love that down payment. That's something. I mean, these are actions that are more on the side of honor when it wasn't necessary. But what really is required for the reset is someone going so far above and beyond what is necessary in this state. Again, Mason, Myrtle doing some things that help. But for that reset, you need more. 
And we got more with Jason Erdang, who texted me yesterday with a promise to pay the $1,000 if a miracle doesn't happen in these final few days of the regular season and he ends up in last place. As a deposit against him failing to do the Waffle House challenge. So he wants to do the Waffle House, which as nice as it is to double all the prizes for next season, we all want the real fun punishments to be done by someone. Waffle House or the SAT. He thinks he's going to do it, plans on doing it, but life can intervene, as it has for so many people in the past. So he's putting down the deposit in case he's unable to go to Waffle House this summer. Did he have to do this? Of course not. That, that's never even been a suggestion before. He comes up with himself as the loser, not as I'm sitting there in first place. Hey, I came up with a great idea of what we could do with the person in last place. I'm here. I'm going to make it harder on myself. I'm going to make. I'm going to go so far above and beyond what is necessary, defining the word honor and integrity. And hopefully by doing that, one, I know I can sleep better at night because even in this breakdown, I still feel some guilt. Even if no one else would have done this, I still would have felt that. That's important to me, not winning or losing in the eyes of those other people, in the eyes of my own ethical code. And a potential byproduct is that this resets the norms for everybody else. And you go from this inevitable decline towards zero to, oh, we're going back to 100. Maybe you're just instantly at 100. You have an act like this, and now it becomes a competition of how great people can be in fulfilling the punishment. Well, the first, the next season, it's someone who finishes last play, and it's the next day they're on a flight going to Waffle House. Whatever it is, the opposite form of competition. Getting to 100 instead of getting to zero. So that is the great reset that Jason Erdang has given us. We thank him for that. We look forward to hearing about Waffle House if that does happen. And we will also look forward to the playoffs Actually, we won't look forward to it. The four people will look forward to it. Everyone else will, you know, delete the f app off their phone and uh, think about other things. Uh, one other thing that we do need to be thinking about is that another norm that's broken down, paying money for the league. As it stands, I have Jordan Logan, Brian G. Hope that sabbatical was nice. Stockton Bullet, Ben Myrtle, as the four who have paid. Again, Ben has put in the $300, says he's going to put in the extra $700 if and when he does. Uh, again, he'll also go in the Hall of Fame for that. And all the prizes for this year will be doubled. We do need money from everybody else. At Uncle Shayflick. Cash app. Preferred. Venmo. We'll take it. And I may have made a mistake here. So if I did, you let me know. You don't have to pay me. Um, if you already did. So please get that to me. 
I know we've gotten loose on the payment rules, but we're not, we're getting to the end of the regular season. Everyone's going to turn off these emails, delete the app if they're not in the playoffs. I want to make sure that the moment someone is crowned champion, I mean, not the moment, within 24 hours of someone being crowned champion, I can deliver them a prize. I guess Reed doesn't have to pay me. He's going to win the regular season. So we'll just, I don't like doing that, but since we're, you know, four days, five days away, whatever. I would just be sending the money back to you. Um, yeah, that's it. Jason Erndang, the man who can solve institutional decay in America and beyond.